Welcome to the Cox Business Partner Empowerment Podcast. I'm John Muscarello, Executive Director for Indirect Channels here at Cox Business. And each of our shows, we'll be talking to an industry expert or insider that'll help us be better business owners and be better business partners to the customers we serve. I have a confession, really excited about today's episode. It's really our first episode, and I know we hit it out of the park with our first guest. Um, joining us today, we're going to be speaking with Sajada Gasalia, our Executive Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at Cox Business. Sajada has this amazing ability to see into the future, parse through the noise, and really connect the dots for the rest of us to benefit from to help our customers and to serve the community we support every day. Sujata, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, John. Great to be with you. Now, you start with a comment like that. You've, you've put the expectations really high. Oh, uh, but I am so thrilled to be with you for this first podcast. And congratulations on this. I think this is going to be a, a great way to share with our partners important information about how we're seeing the market evolve. Thank you. I totally agree with you. You know, the partners we serve and support, they're, they're business owners. They, every day they're out there talking to their customers and supporting them. And I want to make sure we're focused on how do we enable them to be better business owners, have a successful business, which results will help us be successful with them as well. So that's, that's awesome. the whole point of these podcasts and enabling them. Fantastic. You know, Sajada, there's a lot going on. Seemingly overnight, there was a shift in the use of technology. The customer expectations changed dramatically. Customers needed to be more agile, more access to more technology. It had to be very secure. Now that we're starting to open back up from the pandemic and trying to get back to normal, how has the pandemic, and really, if you think about any major economic event, caused us to rethink what getting back to normal really means from your perspective? Yeah, we've had a quite a, a year and a half, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as, as, as human beings, right? I mean, I just feel like we don't look at the world the same way. And I think as as business people, that's true, too. Um, so, you know, I, I uh, uh, you know, while I, I think that we, um, you know, we, we are nostalgic for the time before um, all the madness began last March uh, and even before that, um, I don't think there's going back to that. I don't think there's going back to that quote unquote, quote unquote normal, because I think once you see things differently, you can't unsee it. And I think that a lot of businesses have seen that too. So having to very quickly pivot and be flexible in the way they organize to deliver value for their customers, I think has made everyone uh, you know, really rethink uh, how they should go about doing their business to be the most successful they can. Obviously, uh, you know, digital and what that has meant to being capable of being virtual uh, in this time, I think, is a huge uh, macro trend that we certainly, uh, I don't think, we'll see reverse. Uh, I think that also thinking differently about uh, how you uh, deal with your workforce and, and where they work and how they work and how to be successful independent of location, I think is another trend that we're going to see continue. So I think a lot of these areas, uh, I think that folks look at it and they say, going back to just the way that it was, we will have missed a huge opportunity to do things differently and better. And I think that's a huge opportunity for 
anybody who is a trusted advisor of a business uh, is to is to help help think through what that new normal can look like, that next normal, uh, and really uh, really reinvent businesses for I think future sustained success given changing customer expectations. I I totally agree with you. I think about some of the business owners we work with today and just think about talent acquisition. They're obtaining their the talent, the people that are part of their organization, not in the city that they're based, but really throughout the country, throughout the world. I was on a call earlier today with one of the business owners and he had a team member based in Baltimore. Team member was up in, um, one of the team members was up in Boston. Another team member was in Pennsylvania. Another team member was in San Diego. Another team member was in Denver. So it was really getting the right people that they need to run the business and support their customers. And those team members did not have to be in the same facility. I mean, just yeah. like we're, we're talking today. Absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it changes, you know, where talent can be, how you engage with that talent uh, mm-hmm. to drive the best in them and for the organization. And, and what I think is true is it doesn't matter how small your business is. It doesn't matter how big your business is. These uh, sort of taking off of chains that we perceived actually, they, they didn't actually exist before, but now we can see that they were just illusions, um, really allow everybody to rethink that. So, I, you know, what I'm really excited about and what I spend time thinking about is, you know, what does what does local mean now? What does international mean now in terms mm-hmm. of a business, right? You can be a small business in, you know, our San Diego market and deliver services and products to a global audience, right? That is... Those are capabilities that now are enabled um, by the world we live in, right? Simultaneously, you know, a large global business needs to think really clearly um, about how they're serving customers in a human way uh, in a location that they're serving, right? Uh, Because obviously value gets created where that, that client meets that consumer. And so how to make sure that interaction, wherever that's happening, is happening with no friction, with a delightful experience, right? These are questions that every business, big or small, is is wrestling with. No, I totally agree with you. I think it really leads us to our second point here, which is there are opportunities for our partners in their roles as trusted advisors to guide their customers in up-leveling their business and taking them to the next level. How would you think the business customers, their expectations are evolving and what they're looking for and the partners that they engage with? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that uh, it's, it's a great question. I think some of the things have not changed and some have. So um, let's start with what, what hasn't changed, right? I think that uh, to be a trusted partner is to be a true honest broker for your customer about what are the right solutions that make sense for you and your business, right? That will never change. So being incredibly customer focused about how you think about the customer's challenges and opportunities and really having their best interests in mind as you are thinking about what solutions that you present um, that is, that's never going out of style, John. That's sure. always going to be true. the way it works. But I think what has changed is, 
you know, many customers now are saying, hey, I see this new era of opportunity. I see the targets of the world that are creating app experiences for their customers. I'm seeing that there's value in me having my services available, you know, through e-commerce. I'm seeing how I might be able to think differently about where my workforce is located and what are the tools uh, that I can use and, and, and applications and platforms to help me to do those things, right? And so really onboarding uh, these clients into a new economy, which we thought was coming over five and 10 years, right? We would do that. We had the luxury of time to educate and form. No, clients know now. They know what's possible. They learned what was possible in the last 18 months. And so now I think they're really looking for trusted advisors like, you know, the business owners that you serve, you know, they're really looking for them to say, hey, help me, help me figure out how I get from where I am today to some of these business objectives now I have for myself that I have identified and really built conviction around overseeing, you know, what is possible over, over the time of the pandemic. No, you're spot on. The, the business owners that are working with these customers have to change their perspective on what they're delivering to their customer to help them. And not I'm, when I say delivering, I'm not talking about products. I'm talking about skill set, professional services, thought leader in, in this space. on how do you become a better um, partner to your customer so you are so you continue to be this trusted advisor? Um, I agree. But we thought it was going to take five, 10 years for the digital economy to really kind of expand quickly, happened in nine months and the world right. living through it. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll be telling stories about this for years, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's for certain. I agree with you. You know, when we look at technology to enable productivity, we start layering in traditional technology. You know, if you think about internet and phone services, and you think about the emerging technology, 5G, IoT blockchain, how do you think customers are going to use the network to make their business better? And then second question is, what kinds of questions should we be asking customers to create more value? Yeah, that's super questions. You know, what is true about, let's start with connectivity, right? Because I do think it's at the heart of the story. Um, if we didn't realize it was business critical before, we understand it now. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and so the the fundamental nature of making sure that um, that the businesses have the kind of connectivity solution that they need to run their business is really essential. I think also uh, what is true is that depending on the business you're in, that may look different for you. So managing a distributed workforce and making sure that you have, um, you know, continuity of service, you know, multiple locations that now may actually be even more distributed than they once were, as you think about it, being able to size up and size down to be much more flexible. Um, now that, you know, there is a lot more about what we're doing uh, in every location that is about you know, generation of content and information and data by the users of the network, right? Upstream um, connectivity matters a ton more than it used to. You know, all of these different dimensions. Uh, and then, you know, this notion that 
you know, just like we as consumers want to see a better, better, better and better experience, which means for us, stable, uh, fast, reliable, uh, you know, these things have um, rooting not only in connectivity, but how internet infrastructure also works with that. So, you know, thinking about uh, capabilities to bring low latency, uh, mm-hmm. to deliver even greater security and uptime, right? Because now, you know, what, what once was just a, a connectivity solution that was supporting, you know, uh, some office activities is now the lifeblood of keeping your e-commerce operation up and running, right? So the, 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 the level of expectation that businesses will have for that, I think is really important. And so there's just a a ton of questions to ask around, you know, what is it really that's important to you about making sure that you are connected? And, and, and really not just asking about speed, because I think there's a ton more to that question rooted in the customer's business that we can all um, ask and learn from. And then as you take that into uh, some of the new areas that you were talking about, you know, that the answer that I just gave you is a very network focused question, but ultimately everything is deeply rooted in understanding the customer's problem and opportunity. And so what kind of business that they are in, I don't think we're yet at a place where customers will be able to say, I want X connectivity structure with Y cloud service with Z IoT service. They want somebody end-to-end who's going to help them think through, okay, if my objective is to be able to have more powerful um, e-commerce capability, more powerful um, experiences in my locations that are connectivity-enabled through IoT uh, and 5G, like they need somebody who's going to connect the dots for them on the various parts of that technology mm-hmm. stack so that they don't have to figure it out because that has gotten much, much more complicated. It can do many, many more things, but it's gotten much, much more complicated to solve for. And so I think that's another place where that, back to your previous question, trusted advisor, trusted partner is gonna become even more critical. Well, and I think that's partly where we've been leaning in on our investments too, right? We realize that connectivity is the foundation, but the applications and cloud services that the customer is going to require layer on top of that. And if you're not looking forward past this initial, well, I need connectivity, you're missing the big picture, right? You're missing what the customer really is seeking. And being able to have the cloud offerings combined with the connectivity will be fundamental to these customer relationships that we're all trying to acquire and bring on board. Absolutely. I, I think that that's, a, that's the essence of um, what I think the opportunity is going forward. So, you know, we talk a lot, um, you know, just strategically at Cox about a fundamental transformation in the internet that's happening, right? Our internet used to be defined by uh, information flow. So whether that was streaming video, you know, downloading your favorite, you know, e-commerce websites to, you know, look at shoes overnight, hypothetically speaking for me, of course, I'd never do that. Um, File transfer, et cetera. Those are the things that define traffic 
for, right. for, for, for decades, quite frankly, still do. But when we look forward, uh, what we truly believe is that the internet is not only going to have to support those things, but it's also going to have to support all of us creating enormous amounts of content and data where we are. So, mm -hmm. you know, video conferencing, you know, uh, all manner of internet of things that support any multitude of use cases from security to customer experience to operational efficiencies and so on. You know, those things um, that where the physical world is quite frankly enabled by an internet that is connected almost seamlessly to it is the future. That internet of experiences is the future. And so when we think about that, really there are very few things that businesses do today, you know, from acquiring customers, to serving them, to, to engaging with your employees, to even, you know, making payroll, right? None of those things are anymore. They are seamlessly and you know, totally interwoven with the connected experience. And so, you know, we want to make sure that now we're not just asking about, you know, what does the pipe need to look like, but actually understanding what all of those things are to be able to create the, the seamless connection mm -hmm. between that internet and what the customer wants to do with it is really where I think businesses today and in the future are going to need the help. And so making sure that all of us, um, as people who support those businesses, are getting smarter every day about all the different ways those things connect, you know, wired wireless connectivity, all the different types of internet infrastructure from, you know, hyperscaled cloud to, you know, edge compute and all the services that live on top of that. All these, uh, you know, managed services applications, software, um, business critical applications that live on top of that. And then, oh, by the way, depending on the business you're in, you know, those application portfolios are going to look very different. And so, yes, it's more complicated also to be a service provider to those businesses because you have to, you have to look at a lot more ground uh, to be, uh, to stay on top of it. But, oh boy, can you add a ton more value. Uh, to the customer's business as well. Well, you mentioned edge computing. Now, your team recently launched the Cox Edge Computing yeah. Solution, low latency, highly available platform. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and how we saw that as an opportunity area for business growth? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And really, it came a little bit out of what some customers were asking us for, which is, which is always exciting. So you know, when you think about, um, you know, one of the one of the the opportunities of our of our age really is is the the digitization of everything, right? And, and as a result, you know, the the rise of um, scaled abilities to collect um, that digital experience and that data, right? So so the the cloudification that follows right after that mm -hmm. digitization, and so. You know, in the pendulum shift, right, we move from and are in the process of moving from, you know, expensive capital that sits kind of uh, right at, you know, right in a, a client's premises, right, that gets stranded there, that's expensive to buy, to maintain, 
to now having you know capabilities to really change how that architecture looks. And so really that, that pendulum has shifted all the way to kind of using these hyperscaled cloud providers, which provide an enormous service really uh, in, in how you think about that. Now, as we've gone through that journey, there's also been a sophistication around that where, hey, where does private cloud make sense for specific proprietary and highly secure applications versus what we wanna do in the cloud? And, and some of these, and also hybrid, like where do I need something on the premises versus what can I actually do in the, in, in the public cloud? So mm -hmm. there's all these different ways of looking at that. And really what I think it is, is about not having everything be one size fits all, because as we get more, just like we talked about on connectivity, same is true for cloud. Not every solution is perfect for every uh, problem that a customer is trying to solve, right? And so one of the, 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 the challenges um, that we found uh, that there was a relatively unanswered uh, problem was really around this question of latency. And so, uh, you know, when you think about uh, having now more real-time applications uh, that are required, uh, how do you do that when your hyperscale data center may be, you know, a few states away from you? Uh, and so, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is there is no one closer to the user that's trying to drive that application or that experience than, than your, your ISP. And so this is this, uh, this place where uh, the, the physical network of delivering connectivity meets the internet infrastructure network of delivering applications and services to customers in a really powerful way. And so not only as we, as we have explored it further, not only is it a benefit around latency, it's also a benefit around transport costs and how you can look at things on a total cost of ownership and not having to pay the, 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 the valuable you know, dollars taking things that those multiple states away to the hyperscale player. It's also true about security and how you have a better, um, uh, so, you know, the, the surface of attack and, and how you can manage that better. So there's a an, an business continuity. So it's actually yielding a number of benefits. Now it's a, it's not a or equation, it's an and equation. And what's really great here is um, we are starting to build, uh, you know, that, that capability at the edge of our physical network uh, that will really uh, allow our clients uh, to take advantage of that. So really excited for what that's going to deliver to our, our customers and our partners going forward. And we, we've previewed it with a few of our partners and they're very excited about what that represents. So, and they see it as totally different than some of the other cloud solutions we offer as well, which is really a good defining point there. So excited about more of that and sharing that in the future with our Absolutely. team. So I'm going to ask you to put your strategy hat back on for a second. Because there's so many frontiers that you're you're investigating for innovation and potential future opportunities. How do you go about separating the signals to understand what's worth exploring versus the noise of the distraction that you want to avoid? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think it's uh, it's probably where I spend most of my time, John. I I, uh, I think the first thing is. Um, being intellectually curious about the world around us. And um, what is so incredible about the time we live in is that it feels like minute to minute, there are 
new um, new innovations, new technologies, new businesses, um, new concepts being tested. And because of some of these um, innovations like um, you know, the, the, the rise of internet infrastructure being easily available or you know, very easy tools now to develop software and applications, like just the, the uh, explosion of innovation that we see. It's, a, an, ex it's a, an extraordinary time and it's a deep honor as a company to be a key part of how that is happening. And so just, it's, it's a yet another, another reason why I, I love my, my job and, and I'm, I'm grateful to work for the company I work for. Really for me, I, I am, I'm probably, you know, that geek who can geek out on pretty much all of this kind of technology and I love to get into it. So I love to um, read about it. Um, I love to get on the phone and talk to entrepreneurs or technologists that are, are um, you know, developing it, uh, really uh, hearing conversations about um, how customers talk about their problems and how they're solving them with different types of solutions. So, um, you know, the main sources for me are uh, industry, uh, intelligence. Uh, I read scientific journals to sort of learn and technology journals to learn about what's newest coming out of, you know, our academic institutions. Um, I read a lot uh, of customer feedback. Uh, also, just to understand what are the gaps in what our customers are seeing and where they, where do they have unmet needs that we need to be thinking about. Uh, I spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs. Um, so I, I, I cast a very wide net. Now, the, I think equally important to how I learn about what's new is how do I figure out what should change my worldview and what shouldn't. I think the first thing is, um, I think it's worth doing the work um, as a business owner to say, what are the themes, the key themes of technological transformation that I think are going to affect my customer base. So really having clear for yourself, if a macro theme is around, you know, lowering uh, capital costs uh, of, of running a business, you know, really understanding thematically what you think that means for the customer that you serve. Or, you know, we talked about digitization and, and what specifically that might mean for a customer you serve. I think it's really important to get clear on what are those macro themes that you think are driving the future. Because a lot of your investment in time, in resources, in talent, in specialization, and capabilities is going to be around those themes. So if you really think it's about connectivity, uh, and it's about having, uh, you know, a very wide portfolio of connectivity so that there is multiple sizes to fit the kinds of customers you have. Like that's a theme that's going to drive your product thinking, right? And so what I always do is I have in my own mind, what are those themes for Cox, right? Um, and, and I'm always hitting anything I hear up against those themes to say, did I hear anything here that changes what I thought about the future. If it did, I need to explore further and, and really sort of see whether I need to change my view. And I should be ready to change my view if the right data comes along, right? That's all about being flexible in this very fast moving world. But if it didn't change, 
then I look at that and say, okay, let that flow over me. But it changes, it does not change my perspective on how I was driving investments, right? Because the, the last thing a business needs is to every five minutes have that priority set evolving. And so it's simultaneously being aware of a very fast changing world and being ready to move if you have to, but being really clear on what you think moves the needle and really only changing uh, if you think it makes sense. Thank you. You know, my follow-up question is really gonna be around helping the business, the agent, understand what to be looking for in the customer, but you pretty much hit that during this conversation, which is fundamentally it comes back to hearing the customer's needs and understanding their business direction, whether it's fiscal, whether it's technology driven, whether it's human resources driven, and then using that information against what we know as technology leaders and the themes that you mentioned to align with them and help them be a better business. So I like how you position the theme conversation. It makes a lot of sense for for the agents to really think about that in their daily conversations with the customers they support. Where's that customer journey going? Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that I'll constantly remember is that we live in an ecosystem world now, right? It used to be that you would have a end-to-end solution from one competitor, Mm -hmm. you'd have another one from another competitor, and you'd be trading those off, you know, in the way that you would think about who would win and who would lose. That's just not the way the world works anymore, right? It is really about thinking of thinking through all the different flavors that exist and how you combine them to serve your customer's needs. And as a result, what is great, no matter what part of the ecosystem you sit in, uh, you actually cannot do it on your own. And so making sure that you're building the relationships that A, can bring you expertise when you need it to serve your customer, but also can help you think through what are the different options that you can utilize and evaluating them, I think is a really important um, uh, capability, business capability we all need to have, which is, you know, we used to say, do you build it? Do you buy it? Now we say, do you partner? Because, and quite frankly, uh, John, you know this, 85% of the, the things end up in the partner category specifically because There is no stack, right, in this world where you can or should be trying to deliver that all on your own. And so really the the notion of thinking about ecosystems and really thinking about who you want in the boat with you as you're trying to figure out how to serve these complex needs for customers, I think, is critical. Yeah, I I love where you're headed with that. So really, our business owners we're talking about here have to have a heightened sense of curiosity to what you said. Um, really understand the themes of the industry and partner well to support those themes. And they need to be a little bit geeky in there too. That just helps them be a better business owner and be able to really get into understanding what the technology is doing and how it could help foster their customers' business. I so love I, it. That's like going that. to be my tagline from this, isn't it? Hashtag be a geek, but it's true. Yeah, but it's it's a. Uh, I think um, I'm, and I'm sure it's true for for your your partners, uh, John. I, I mean, I um, who would have thought, you know, t- two years ago, that we would have this situation hit our economy right. 
that we would be able to keep moving, that businesses would operate. You know, obviously it's, it's, it's not been uh, easy for anyone and, and certainly really disruptive for many, but we kept going mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and learned so many things about what we're capable of as a business community along the way. And so, you know, that just learning about all the different ways that people were able to keep going in this time is a font of innovation that I am still mining, right? Uh, and I think we all can mine uh, by just looking at how others have been creative uh, and, and really um, how, to, how to turn some of those, you know, creative, you know, solutions that have been tarped and tied together by wire into into real meaningful, scalable solutions for customers, right? But it's a but it's an incredible time to be to be watching business. Yeah, sure. and, and the the partner community we support, their level of trusted advisor during this time has risen dramatically because they were there with their customers and supporting them through this transition and bringing those different themes and solutions to the forefront and helping them, helping those business owners keep their businesses functioning. And I think that's really positioned them to be, whether they're a connectivity integrator or a managed service provider or a VAR or an IT consultant, it has really elevated their role into that company they support because they were there through this process. And um, very fortunate, you know, We've all had a lot of struggles this, during this time. Very fortunate that they're, we're in this business to help those customers be successful. So, hats off to all of them for what they've done this past two years. Here, here, absolutely. You know, you think about what we've been doing, and I love this industry and, and our community where we work with. Um, being in communications and technologies, it, it moves so fast, and there's always something new, to your point. Um, but I've heard you say before, you know, we're transforming the human experience with technology. So with that in mind, can you talk about the areas that make you most excited as we go down the road here? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, this, this transformation towards an internet of experience, one that is really not technology first, but human connection first, and that is just, you know, seamlessly uh, enabled through technology, you know, I think we are in the first innings of what's going to be possible. You know, I am, I am excited for what that will mean for, um, you know, uh, how learning happens, you know, how um, healthcare is delivered, how, um, you know, the small business can, can, uh, you know, do battle with a, a large incumbent. Like I, like these things are, you know, they're not just, they're not just hypotheticals, they're happening now. And so just what that will deliver for our, for our society is a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a treat over, over the next uh, couple of years to really see how that, that comes to fruition. And I think it's something that we will, you know, we'll be seeing grow and evolve for many, many years to come. So it's an exciting space and one that, I think is a, is a generational transformation that we will see. Yeah, I, I think the human, the human connection, as you mentioned, it is probably paramount. How are we affecting the human connection and how we do business? That to me, everything else kind of layers on top of that. 
uh, and, and build upon that thought process there. So really, really excellent point. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, Sujata, as we're talking about Cox Edge and our investment in those areas, one other thing comes to mind is Internet of Things, IoT. Yeah. Your team's building out a new division called Cox 2M, which is based on the Internet of Things. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you see in that opportunity? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just um, you know, similar to this this notion of of you know solving the customer problem. You know, when we uh, when we look at some of these experiences that we want to enable, uh, what we find is only about twenty to twenty five percent of that solution is actually the connectivity. Right. A lot of it is about uh, you know the 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 actual thing that needs to be connected uh, about the the applications uh, that customers will use to use that information and insight for their uh, business operations and workflows. It's in the analytics uh, that that comes off the back of that. So so when we started to to look at some of the the areas that would be enabled uh, by connectivity going forward, you know, we thought we had an opportunity to to think about solving that that customer's problem holistically, uh, and not just providing the connectivity. And so, thus was born Cox 2M. Uh, and and one of the things that we've done there is really focus on uh, disruptively priced uh, solutions that connect, um, you know, uh, IoT capabilities, both wired and wireless. Uh, you know, really low cost connectivity, uh, combining that with sensing capabilities to, to really support for many different industries. So um, we started in automotive, um, given our, our, uh, our friends over at Cox Automotive um, have been fantastic partners for us in developing the, co-developing the first set of solutions, which are focused around uh, fleets and dealers, uh, but really helping folks to, to answer questions from you know, where is my car to, you know, how best to use my assets for uh, the lowest total cost of ownership, maintenance, et cetera. So we're really answering a multitude of questions. We're also working in agriculture uh, and actually the, the most exciting area recently really has been this area of smart communities and smart cities where we're not just solving business problems, but getting the chance to work on, you know, community challenges around traffic, uh, around water, uh, around, uh, you know, creating electricity and lighting savings. So really thinking about opportunities across the board to, to connect things in a way that helps solve human problems. And so I think this is an area for us which we'll continue to build on. Um, but I think, again, back to this notion, it's not something where a customer was able to just tell us what they wanted in an IoT solution. They had a customer problem and we had to work with them to understand it and build the, set, the solution stack that would be tailored to their needs. And so I think that's gonna be a theme that you, you really hear um, going forward for a lot of the customer solutions we bring forward. Thank you for that. Yeah, I know the Cox 2M space, the unique solutions they're bringing to the customers have been driven by what the customer requirements are. I know the solution I recently read about, a parking solution in Vegas. Yeah. It's really about the, 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 the visitors, the tourists, and trying to help them be more, to be safe, to That's manage right. traffic in Las Vegas, That's and to right. give them access to the um, Ubers and Lyfts of the world to make it easier for them to get around town. So That's right. really exciting about what that's going to bring to us as well. 
So thank you for sharing that story about Cox 2M. So Jada, thank you very much for your time. It's thrilling to have you here to talk to you today. Um, I think the, the wisdom that you've shared along the way here really helps our community that we're influencing think about their business differently and what they need to do to be better, to be exceptional business owners, because they're great business owners today. So how do they become exceptional business owners and how do they really focus on the customer's needs and helping their customers succeed as well? So I'll give you the last chance on any parting words of wisdom for the for the team here. And uh, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. No, it's it's a, been a pleasure. Thank you, John, for letting me be your inaugural guest. Thank you. That's right. Wishes for this podcast series. And I also want to just say thank you, you know, to to the partners who, um, you know, we are deeply grateful uh, to get a chance to partner with you all to serve your customers. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not lost on, on me uh, that you trust Cox to be a part of those solutions. So, so thank you all for that. And uh, hope, hope some of this was useful as you uh, plan for the future. And, and uh, in, this, in this crazy world we live in now, uh, look for growth, uh, you know, and win-wins with your customer. Thank you, Sujata. Have a great day. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Partner Empowerment Podcast. I'm John Muscarella, Executive Director with Cox Business, responsible for our channel programs. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us today. If you'd like to learn more about our solutions, whether it's Cox Business or RapidScale, please follow the links that are in the podcast description.